And we are back with Jason Vanderfort, Jeff Ross, and Travis Hilton. We, uh, let's see, let's try and, uh, continue right where we left off. Yeah, we were, I was going through the, uh, the analyses of, uh, <laughs> Adjusts of glasses. skateboarding games. <laughs> um, and so Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out like two weeks ago, the new remaster yeah. of those, and... It's, uh, Turns it's, you into Scoffam for a yeah, little bit. <laughs> that's right. It has done dark things to my psyche. Um, the trumpets haunt me. But, like, uh, it's funny. Hopefully the only trumpet reference that we'll have in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, the, uh, like, it's funny because I, I have like a terrible memory for lyrics but i keep getting superman by goldfinger stuck in my head i keep calling them silver chair you know that's uh, the wrong band close (laughs) enough you know i sit on my fingers all the time for anyway i (laughs) like um the uh so i keep getting that song stuck in my head and i especially the part where it's like getting older all the time getting older all the time and it's like on a loop and i think about that song from like 20 years ago and it's nostalgic and the game is nostalgic and i'm just like i'm getting older all the time i'm getting older all the time <laughs> the deeper pervasive message yeah of Tony it's Hawk just like burrowing into my brain but um worms aside it's a uh, it's really fun it's a great little arcade game it's something that i burned through the the story of it, or story mode, rather, the tours, um, because just like the old games, you know, they give you, like, break five crates, grab five letters, grab the secret tape, you know, and get, oh, man. get 50 yeah. grand points. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I totally forgot about so that. So did I. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, get the letters that spell skate. Exactly. <laughs> skate. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's uh, just, so it's, it's enough to keep me like interested, you know, and it would work for anyone of any age. It seems like right. even back in 2000 or whatever, yeah. I was sitting there, 10 year old Jeff, just mashing buttons and trying to get skate and like, yeah. try to find those, uh, those bells on the school level or whatever, you know, how do I get that goddamn secret tape? It's too high up in the air. Would you say that you're a better Tony Hawk pro skater player now or when you were a kid? Cause I know like sometimes, when it comes to some of these like classic games, especially the ones that we've played as adults and as kids, Forever. Yeah. yeah, like we'll remember thinking to ourselves, "How the hell did I do that? <laughs> have my have my reflexes dulled so much? Has my brain turned to complete jelly?" Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because I remember telling you like when we tried it last week, like my my ten year old self would kick my ass at oh, this yeah, game. Oh yeah, right. And. Um, it's, I've played it enough again now that I think I could beat my 10 year old self. Nice. I, <laughs> you've progressed. I've, I've progressed. I like the old kid, little Jeff, he was a master of the manual and would manage, like I, at least in my memory, maybe I'm glorifying myself, but it seemed like I didn't crash nearly as often as I do now because, uh, I keep, you know, it's a matter of greed. That's what it all is. It's I, just... I need one more manual. I need one more. <laughs> exactly. I need another multiplier. Yep. And yeah. crash! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Restart. Yeah, it's it's just like that. It's 
how far are you willing to go? Will you risk it all for the points? You know? Um, yes. And speaking of the soundtrack, I mean, it's it's got Superman. It's got Gorilla Radio. It's got... Yes. Uh, it's got uh, When Worlds Collide. And oh, that's, man, 5,000. That's right. Yep. It's got uh, some bad religion on there, too, which that's makes right. me happy. Um, and it was also a game that the demo was oh, yeah. gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my... Um, neighbor he had the closest ps1 that i could get my grubby little paws <laughs> on and we played you know twisted metal and all that mm-hmm. good, good stuff um but you know we ordered pizza one night and you know because you got the pizza yes. you got the demo yes and I'm like oh what is this and so you get into the like you put in the disc and plays that demo uh it sets you in that first um area Mm-hmm. And all, all you could hear is, you know, Power Man 5000, <laughs> yeah. Silver Chair, Silver Finger, whatever the fuck <laughs> that band name is. <laughs> um, and he, he just played that. Like, I think the time limit was like, what, five minutes? Yeah, you know, Four it's minutes? funny because it's two minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it gives you only two minutes to play through the level. And that's and just kept doing it. Exactly. That's like the thing that really gets just, it seems so addictive because I keep mashing like, it's only two more minutes, you know? I don't, it's, sure, it's 4 a.m., who cares? It's yeah, only, it doesn't matter. It's I don't be, have church in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be 4.02 when I'm done, big deal, right? Yeah. And then it's 5 a.m. So, yeah, I, uh, I've i been playing the hell out of it and loving it. Um, I, you know, it's got all the tricks and tools of the trade, you know, I... The customization is fun. Um, I, it's the areas that you have. Some of them are based on reality. It turns out, wow. so like um, you can go to a real skate park in Portland, or you can go to a real skate park in Marseille, France, and it's uh, it's pretty sick. Like uh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and they actually, I I don't know. It turns out that I didn't finished tony hawk 2 when i was a little kid because there were some levels i never played on the remaster and um so that is proof enough that yeah, you are better that's right 10 year old jeff at tony hawk so uh though and i think they added some new levels including like skate heaven which is just enormous and it has like the voice of god yelling at you if you fall off the map and stuff <laughs> you like that. suck exactly a... he says you suck <laughs> yeah do yes. a kickflip <laughs> skate on my son is what he starts with you know oh, for real <laughs> yeah. yes that's amazing <laughs> yeah um l block yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding that's meta um so yeah it's uh i don't know like I I give it a, a ten out of ten. I'd give oh, Skate yeah. Three a ten out of ten. We usually don't review these game like mm-hmm. games we play, but that's what I'm doing right now. Do um, but speaking of progress in Tony Hawk Two, I that game taught me what a corrupted save file was. That, that's oh, a, no. that's a bad time. Yeah. No. Um, back in N64 days, it was like yeah, you know, my corrupt. What does that mean? No, I lost my data. You know. It's uh so you lose your skate park, you lose your your bro you've been working on, but mm. you you learn to survive, you know. You learn and move on. That's right. You uh we suffered, you know, those days. Just true hardships. 
but we persevered. The I'm wild just, west of gaming. <laughs> I'm just imagining you like walking up the stairs and going up to your dad. Dad, what does corrupted mean? Yeah. He lights a cigarette. <laughs> Sit down. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> just watch the news with me for five minutes. God. His dad is not Clint Eastwood, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff wishes. For, right. for the, yeah, for the yeah, sake for of real. the of this example, that's kind of how I'm envisioning it. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me you're excused yeah. but did you get were you get I mean Trav was just talking about playing the demo over and over did oh, you yeah. play the Tony Hawk games at all when you were younger Jason oh yeah you see so like I was I did not have an N64 right away like mm-hmm. there was a good cause like like I didn't I got consoles like later on in their yeah, life cycles yeah. currently oh, me too. and even though like Tony Hawk games were on the Playstation 1 mm-hmm. I just like I I didn't have that exposure. And yeah. so I think I basically played uh friend's copy a little bit similar sure. to kind of what you were describing. So for me, my big exposure uh, for the Tony Hawk games uh, where it was kind of like what I had mentioned in the previous segment, um, which would have been like Tony Hawk underground. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of like them trying to put, you know, a bigger, bigger focus on the character building and narrative mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it. I think I I can't remember if it was Underground One or Two, but one of those games, it asks you to join a team, either mm-hmm. a team uh, headed by um, uh, Tony Hawk, or a team by Bam, like ran by Bam Margera. Okay. And I want to say I went on Team Bam, uh, because Viva La Bam was Viva big. La Bam. Yeah, it was big on TV at the time. Which, uh, for some for who those who may not know, Viva La Bam was just a more skateboarding-focused version of Jackass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. It's basically Bam Margera uh, punking his parents. Yeah. Uh. Like, 3 o'clock in the morning, Bam Margera would be like, he has some symbols, and he's going to crash them together and, mm-hmm. you know, screw his parents' uh, sleep cycle up. Right, exactly. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was, it, I mean, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. For, yeah, for, for teenagers... Yes. He will exploit the family dynamic for content. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, like, he would have been a great YouTuber. Yeah. You know? Side tangent of Bam Margera show, my favorite aspect of that was um, their uncle, whoever his name is, Uncle yep. Louis, whatever, for time's sake. Um, and whenever he got, like, flabbergasted or, like, mm-hmm, flustered, mm-hmm. he would just, like, start yell mumbling. Yes. You know, just all semblance of English left his brain. Yeah, yeah. And the (laughs) greatest part is they'd have subtitles underneath, but the subtitles would be spelt as the gibberish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretty funny. Yeah. So that quality comedy writing. It really is. (laughs) But yeah, I um, so like I played the Tony Hawk Underground games, which from kind of like what I understand is. Uh, like around underground and a couple of the games after is kind of when the series started to have like a bit of a downturn yeah um and so there was a bunch of them that i hadn't really played Mm -hmm. and so it was framed in such a way whereas like you know the way that the tony hawk games treated skating games was kind of becoming less and less in vogue right and then when skate 3 came out i i and the first two skates yeah yeah exactly or no yeah like but skate 3 was the one that like was big it felt like sure like skate 1 and 2 i'm not sure you know where they were yeah you know at the time 
but like Skate 3, it seemed like a bunch of people who had been playing skateboarding games, mm-hmm. that was their exposure to uh, skateboarding games that treated the, the sport a little bit more realistically. Yeah. You know? Um, like, even mm-hmm. in, like, the original, like, Tony Hawk's Undergrounds 1 and 2, yep. you know, the it had a very arcade sensibility. Right. You know? So it's like the tricks and the way you linked all the tricks together was outlandish mm-hmm. and which you, you got couldn't... the points yeah and the points were addictive yeah a bit like bajillions of them yeah mm-hmm. and but then when you get into skate three it's all very grounded mm-hmm. you know so like to the point where it's realistic just like, yeah it, yeah so for people who had kind of come from the really really uh zany arcadey aspect of it skate three was refreshing in like how serious it took it yeah. So. And from what little I've seen of Skate 1 and 2, it, um, the longer the series went on, it was more humorous, basically. But Skate 1 was even more just like um, like gritty skating, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Skate 2 was the same way, I guess. I don't know. I've only I played a little bit of Skate 2. Never tried 1 myself. But okay. um, I think you're, you're right. Um, maybe Skate 2 was... Almost as popular as Skate 3. I don't okay. know. But, like, I guess I'd have to look up the data. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't want to go to Math Town or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, anyhow, it, you're kind of bringing us to our, like, our major thesis of yes. of these mm-hmm. episodes of... Uh, Over one hour into the episode? And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Finally the point, and this is why we never get together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's really, we wanted to talk about simulation games Mm -hmm. and, um, maybe contrasting them with arcade games a Mm -hmm. little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Travis is a big sim game fan. Absolutely. The biggest sim game fan I know. Yeah, same. Which is what kind of led us to the idea of, you know... Because I was playing Skater XL, and... Bring me out of the cage. Yeah, Yeah. right. It was funny, Release the trap. When I, like... (laughs) When... (laughs) Like, when when Jeff first told me the idea, like, hey, this is the idea that I'm kind of thinking of for this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, yeah, let's do Mm -hmm. it. You want to talk about, like, skateboarding? I'm going to talk about Deadly Premonition. And (laughs) it's like, this is going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. But then as time went on, we were like, oh yeah, Travis kind of wants to do an episode. So I was like, we can just make it about sim games. And he's like, I had the same idea. (laughs) And so, yeah, just like this nice little perfect storm about how it Mm -hmm. all came together. Totally. I love that stuff. Um, So, would you say that Microsoft Combat Flight Sim 2 is your favorite sim game. And if you don't think so, you're wrong because it's number five on your list. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, Elite Dangerous is a sim game. That's yep. number one on oh, the list. You were about, mistake. like, man, you were about to paint him in such a corner, but then <laughs> your own data yes. came back to just bite I was you. so afraid of being painted in said corner <laughs> that um, know, only Elite Dangerous could set me free. Yeah. Um, no, that. Uh, Combat Flight Sim will always definitely have a place in my heart. I played three. That was uh, infinitely harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because a lot of some games is, um, like, well, unless you have a specific objective, like a war sim. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's make your own fun. Right. Um, and while you're making your own fun, you have all these difficult 
operations uh, that you need to perform in order to get to where you need to go. Yeah. Um, and for me, and that lies the fun. I yeah. like the challenge. Mm-hmm. I like the realistic aspects of, like, hey, I can start up a 747 and Flight Sim 2020 mm-hmm. and go to an actual 747 and do the same damn thing. And I'll yeah. be able to start it up and illegally take off in 747. <laughs> uh, so, like, th- that whole aspect is just it makes my brain go bonkers. Um. Under- yeah. yeah, understandably so. Like uh and we were talking about this um for sim games like Trav you mostly what do you say it's like the flight sims and then you have like the trucking sims and that you've got <laughs> the, like the driving sims, trucking sims on yeah. my like again I had mentioned um in the last um segment um like for some people, like Sims can be mildly boring, sure. Because you know they, you can't find the like you don't have a clear objective or mm-hmm. a clear goal in mind to like, you know, buff your character or right. there's nothing to shoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so you'll you take a look at my PS4 screen, and anyone would be like kind of start tearing up, bored to tears because. <laughs> Every single thing is like some <laughs> categorization of like a driving sim or a flight sim or a bolt sim or blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so the driving sims I'm in I like in particular I have this game called Road Runner, sure or a Snow Runner yeah there we go, which is basically ice road truckers in mm-hmm. video game form yeah. <laughs> Um, premise is you're in, you're in one of like three or four areas, uh, in particular Michigan and the town has been ravaged by flooding. Mm. So, um, you are the single sole person on the road, Mm -hmm. uh, delivering goods and materials to construction companies to build bridges and Mm. like clear rock slides and um like repair roads and get oil refineries going again gotcha and that kind of thing so what you do directly affects the map that you play on and mm. it makes it easier to um navigate obviously yeah that's kind of neat like 98 percent of the world is mud and snow <laughs> and <laughs> that sounds like yeah that sounds similar I yeah <laughs> Like you, you can't go two hundred feet without like getting stuck in mud and the game grinding to a snail pace halt. Sure. <laughs> and like there, that's where the fun is. Yeah. Right. Because. I'm sorry, you, I didn't pronounce that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See. See. No. Yeah. Um. Because not only do you like semi-real physics mm-hmm. to where um you can't just like. Put the put the pedal down and right. hope like hell you can get out. Yeah. Um, Press R two to deliver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you're stuck in the mud, you have to like finesse your way out. You have to figure out which gear you need to be in. Mm-hmm. High, low, um, like the the transmission, like transmission lock, mm-hmm. differential lock, actually, um, all that kind of high speed, well, low speed, the high brain power mm-hmm. of 
blah blah blah. I, I, yeah, it's fascinating to me to figure that out. It's kind of like a puzzle because yeah. once you get all those pieces figured out and mm-hmm. you get out of that hole mm-hmm. or whatever you're in, I'm right. like, I did it. Absolutely. I can get to this next spot. I can build that bridge. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick. You know, yeah. um, it sounds like there that game in particular has more of like a progression to it as well, yeah, which absolutely. makes it, like, that's what yeah. turns most people off is because they don't the have the Sims. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't have a ceiling of a sense of progression. But like and having a game world that gradually opens up to you and becomes more accessible based on your choices and the things you do. Precisely that, like that, creates a good gameplay loop. That people can, you know, sink their teeth into. Right. And I, I feel like um, a majority of Sims has that thing. Though, in order to get to that spot, it takes significantly longer than as you would with a normal right. game of, like, I don't know, a shooter or mm-hmm. an RPG or something where, like, you do a thing, you level up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do a thing three times, you level up again. Yeah. Uh, you do a thing twelve times, you get a special t- tool. Yeah, um, that sounds like a great game. I yeah, right. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. So, um, it it takes longer for the prize, like Pokemon, for example. I, I mm-hmm. um, yeah, shit on Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> I love Pokemon, and Suck I also. It, Jeff. <laughs> I also love hated the um, time it took me to get a dragon air. Suck it, Jason. <laughs> Suck it, both of you. Dra- <laughs> I think it's Dragonite you meant. Dragonite, yeah. The, bi- the big Which, yellow jolly. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. See, I don't even know mm-hmm. anymore. It's been years. Mm-hmm. So um, we were like Jason and Jeff were at. We were all at Jeff's house. Mm-hmm. And like we had a couple other friends there, mm-hmm. and we were playing with Jeff's new throwing knife set. Because uh, yeah. we were teenagers. <laughs> yep, teenagers. Whatever, man. Yep. Throwing knives are cool. Yep. And they were having a good time doing that, not killing themselves, but just, you know, throwing knives are cool. Mm-hmm. Where's Travis? <laughs> Sitting on the steps with his Game Boy trying to get a Dragonite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grinding. Grind. I just... That mental picture is just so funny to me. Wow, I yeah. yeah, that really brought me back. Yeah, just like do you like you, there's few things that could better encapsulate encapsulate like a group of teenage nerds. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got throwing knives, but yeah. <coughs> Pokemon. I uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, I think we were older than teenagers at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> like. Uh, because I was working at Walmart at the time. Okay. And I, I mean, 20... We both were. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. That brings us to 2000... Oh, who cares? You know? But it's about 21, 22. Yeah, brings us... Um, <laughs> brings us so early 20s. Early, okay. early 20s. But Which is basically still teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Um, we really shredded that... That picnic uh, that, table. That picnic table especially in my dad's shed. You know, <laughs> no one was harmed. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, I just like, you know what, throwing knives are cool. They I are. stand by it. Yeah. Oh, yep. exactly. Absolutely. Yep. And I've settled my nerd dumb for all time. Oh yeah. I mean, that's 
I mean, when you're on a video game podcast. <laughs> oh wait! <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, yeah, you are all. You've already settled that. I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's you know what's interesting to me is that uh, speaking of sim games, like the biggest, most popular sim game is The Sims. Yeah. Yes. And it's one of the least simmy sim games, you know, in yeah, terms indeed. of like how yeah. uh, it's definitely uh, got like more of a cartoony feel it's to a, it, you know. It's an arcadey, it's, cartoony sim. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, it kind of blurs the lines of what's a simulation game, you know. Um, it, and I suppose like Sim City, which is what like the Sims creators first made in terms like they went i don't they had other sim games from what yeah, i understand city i feel is more of a sim yeah in yeah it's, it's way more traditional uh, traditional sense than sims exactly yeah but still so they were like maybe they're just capitalizing on that brand name to make the sims you know uh and still be in that sort of family of sim games yep. but mm-hmm. um that it's one that I played a lot when I was younger, and I also played mm-hmm. SimCity 2000. And, oh yeah! You know, made your own fun in terms of like, how long will you work on building this city until you summon the robot monster to crush all the town people? You know, it, it was always the giant meteor for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or the tidal wave, one of the two. Yep. If I could mash it, it would it'd be the meteor every time because yeah. I had this innate since um appreciation for armageddon the, oh, that movie is yeah. like destruction yes yeah. so wait so could you have the choice of which cataclysmic event happened to your city yeah and you didn't pick giant robot i no okay uh, asteroids man <laughs> i mean yeah but it's like you're also the biggest gundam fan i know oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that see that, there's my confusion yeah good call but at the time like sims 2000 when, when it was, was that around? like it was a spider-like robot. It wasn't like a mech, you know. Oh, yeah. Was, okay. There was that, and okay. like based on when Sims 2000, SimCity 2000 came out, mm-hmm. was like will directly affect on whether I was a fan of Gundams then or not. Oh yeah, it was like two. I think around the year 2000. You know, there's sure. also the Y2K bug, you know. So like <laughs> yeah. that's like the exactly the kind of event that would probably that everyone thought would happen. But yeah. if it was a spider-like robot instead of, you know, like a bipedal walking mech... Mm-hmm. Right. Def- okay, I back off of my previous stance. Yeah, I, I think Gundam's, for me, was, like, more of a 2002, 2003 okay. thing. Okay, carry on. Um, I, like, I played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is more, oh. you know, like... That Dino Park type. Yeah, another <laughs> another cartoony sim. You know, it's sort of like crossing into the management sort of mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have to say, like, when you said semi-real physics, it struck a chord with me because it's like sometimes one of the most fun aspect of a game, you know, um, where you get like, this oh it's so real but it's also hilarious when it doesn't work perfectly yeah and it reminded me of like the only fighting game sim that i can think of that's not like a boxing game and that's deadliest warrior <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh man those games were hilarious oh, yes, um based were. off of the deadliest warrior tv show in which they were like who would win ninjas or knights 
you know, or who would win, <laughs> pirates or ninjas again? You know, <laughs> ninjas must have won against the knights. That's right. Um, yeah. and so you, the first game you just picked one of those classes like knight, right? Uh, pirate, whatever, etc. Shaka Zulu. <laughs> and the second game, exactly, you picked uh, um. Who would win? Like, it would, like figures, it would be yeah. like Cortez versus Hannibal or something, yeah. and like uh, Alexander like the Great. Or yeah, and uh, I was either a Vlad the Impaler main, yep. or I was a Cortez main. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah, my guy was Sun Tzu. You yeah, know? Um, and I also liked Alexander as well because he was OP. Mm-hmm. You know, just having yeah. the full arm, like enormous bronze shield, full armor. Did he have the uh, both? He had this uh, Alexander. I think every character had a projectile weapon of some kind. Like uh, I was trying to think of the Scottish guy. Oh, uh, Wally. (laughs) We called him William Wallace. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, William Wallace. That that was my main. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think we called him Wally, or I did, or something. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, you'd be like the fun thing in, in that game. You know, you. You take two stab wounds and you're down or something oh, yeah, for the yeah. round. Or... And you can get dismembered. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, you're sitting there, you're squaring off for position for, like, 20 seconds, and then somebody throws a javelin and game In the over. Eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... It's funny, yeah, you you going into fighting games. I It's, mm-hmm. like, kind of... You know, I, I do not have nearly as uh, comprehensive a background with Sims as you guys do um but like when you were talking about deadliest warrior it was kind of making me think about something that had crossed my mind earlier is um like you know for in the early 90s when you know we'll say just like street fighter you know Mm -hmm. was like the the big fighting game yeah you know but then especially when you get into like ps1 and 64 console era is when tekken comes out yeah and at the time Tekken was very grounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was no projectiles, no really like gravity defying things that happened in it. And, you know, where and each button was assigned to a limb for your fighter. I mean, that, that was the game that I was uh, brought up with. Yeah. You know, that, that's the one. Like, I know you. <laughs> like, uh, Street Fighter for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Smash Bros, I guess, yeah. um, and then Tekken because yeah. again, Jesse, my relative, yep. we we always played Tekken. He always right. used to mm-hmm. kick my ass mm-hmm. unless I was Yoshimitsu. Mm. Uh, yes, but sword yeah. straights. But yeah, but also like Tekken was kind of almost kind of on that similar tangent, yeah. where it was like a fighting game that felt like so people would play it and it felt more real to them, and so like it clicked. And also Tekken has. A much higher skill ceiling yeah you know and just because like of all like some like characters have just such a huge pool of moves uh mm-hmm. at their disposal mm-hmm. you know and it's you know 3d as opposed to just 2d but uh yeah i don't know like that was always one of the things that like i got into tekken also a little bit later yeah but i mean tekken is like it's a uh and it's a it's a fun time it is and it uh you know it sort of evolved into having like uh, some of those magic moves. You it know, is just and, as anime now as, yeah. as Street Fighter. Um, yes. <laughs> they even have Akuma in there, you know, for example. Who in can the throw newest projectiles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, it's... But there is another... There is another. 
Skywalker. And it's uh, mm-hmm. because we were talking a little bit about wrestling games when yes. we were talking about Sims, you know. Yep. And yep. Th- it's funny because you're simulating a television program, I guess, that <laughs> is fake, you know. Looking um, at you, Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, like... It's. Are you thinking Fall Guys by fall chance? Guys, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not fall out. Fall guys. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, yep. That's a fun one. Um, right. But the. So, you. The only thing that's missing from this these sim games, like from when we started playing like the newer wrestling games in two thousand nine or something like that around there, and mm-hmm. like. Uh, it. You had. The only thing missing is that it's obviously fake in real life, but when you're playing the game, you know, they're actually beating each exactly. other with the chairs yeah, and shit. Right. Um, but we had a great time with those games. Yeah, that's definitely, again, when it comes, like I said, you know, my simulation experience is quite a bit less. And so um, wrestling games were, have probably been, you know, my closest thing to that sort of experience. You know, because it's like with the wrestling games, you know, it's got, you know, all of like the holds and whatnot that you can do. And many of the moves are very accurately recreated to the various like um, WWE people who have performed them. He's got the chair. He's got the chair. (laughs) By God. (laughs) Travis Helton with a chair! (laughs) Clang! And and yeah, and it's like, and kind of like how I was mentioning earlier with those uh, career career modes, we'll call them, in sim games, basically. Mm -hmm. The WWE games had them in there. And so like, and, and it was similar to underground in which like you are just this person who is just picked up by like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. I think in actually in the one that we had, um, you are, you are a fan attending an event. No way. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fan attending an event. And so you're just in the crowd. Um, and one of the wrestlers who was, uh, I think, a vi- who would have been a villain at the time, you know, they do something and they, like, provoke you. They're, you know, they're being a villain. <laughs> and something manages, like, to get you, like, out of the audience. And so, like, you will be fighting this person who is a heel currently, which is a, a villain in wrestling. Like, you'd be fighting this person. And so you beat them. <laughs> and they're like, okay, yeah. You got potential, kid. <laughs> and then you're and thrown into the wild world exactly. of wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Wild world of wrestling. Wild world of wrestling, yeah. The WWW. And so I just remember, like, with those career modes, um, I'm glad we were able to segue into this because in the wrestling game uh, that we all that we all had, that we kind of shared, this is when we were when Travis and I were, were living, yeah. living together, and... Like, so there was like this kind of copy of one of the WWE games that it was just like, it was a shared game, basically, yeah. you know? So we were all creating our own characters on this. Mm-hmm. So we were rapidly creating like our own roster. <laughs> yeah, our own little universe. Exactly. Of and that was so yeah. fun. So, Absolutely. like, when we would have a uh, Royal Rumble, which for mm-hmm. those who don't know much about wrestling, a Royal Rumble is an event where there are wrestlers are pick pick a number between one and 30 and if you're picked number one you are the first person in the ring <laughs> and so the objective is just to be the last person in the ring and so if like if someone is thrown out say number five is called in and so on and so forth so someone who draws a late 20s number has a distinct advantage over someone who happened to be number one so when we would play like the royal rumble you know, like we would have, you know, 
uh, real like famous wrestlers like okay so the undertaker's coming in now <laughs> and then uh and like number 14 would be my created wrestler sparky who oh, was God, yeah. who was a high flyer <laughs> and, oh my gosh. and and so it was just like the opportunity, like you mentioned a couple times, to create your own fun with it. Yep. Like, so the idea that we were able to create, like, this great big roster, you know, of, mm-hmm. of like, just these incredibly zany wrestlers was just, like, that is probably some of my most fond gaming memories is, like, the, the <laughs> idea of, like, that created thing that we did. And Jeff, in particular, had a very notable uh, <laughs> character within our... Uh, Within I, our repertoire. You know, I had a character called Mikhail Kalashnikov. He was a... He had the broadest shoulders beyond humanly possible. Yeah. He was, like, 500 pounds of muscle, basically. Yeah. Seven foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He maxed out the shoulder stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he wore... Uh, he he was totally bald, but he had a big white uh, uh, the handlebar hats. mustache. Yeah. And, uh, and, yes, the tall furry hat and he wore a red unitard with the ussr cccp on the front and then the like hammer and sickle on the back yep big boots yeah so the big boot could connect and um and he basically any trope you could think of with russian (laughs) exactly oh was in this character and so when i could not i could not remember the story mode at all so when jason was just talking about um like challenging somebody in the crowd i just pictured like this seven foot eight guy standing in the crowd enjoying some wrestling and some idiot is like oh i'll take you on he's like oh yeah (laughs) my tense it just it makes me think about um kung fu hustle when like yeah when the one guy he's like ready to kick someone's ass like you i'll beat you up and then the guy walks out from the crowd he looks like a tiny nerd and he just walks out and he's impossibly built no no not you go back go sit down (laughs) not what i meant yeah um yeah and uh so jeff's created wrestler mikhail the hammer (laughs) and so our friend josh decided to make his tag team partner the sickle yes <laughs> and he was just this tiny weaselly guy and so <laughs> and so like they even had like a tag team intro yeah. and, their, oh, man. and like, their music was sent to the russian national anthem of course and so mikhail's just strutting yeah. into the ring like with the biggest walk impress impossible and, and, just, and the sickle was like hyping the crowd up yeah, and doing flips and shit. It's you know? just, it was just so. I, I'm already hyped. I, I'm already, <laughs> exactly. I haven't seen this in like ten years. Yeah. And just by you guys explaining it, I'm I'm hyped. Let's let's, it's let's so, go. It was just, it was so fun. You know, I just have so much fond memories of that. And you know what? There was even a create a story mode in that game, like a one of those, like two K ten or something like that, and you could. I it was very long and arduous to make your own like cutscenes is what it would have you do. Oh. But um <laughs> so I created like 30 seconds basically of Mikhail's story mode and he would like walk in and they're like Mikhail, are you ready to kick some ass or something like that? And he just goes Duh, I appreciate. <laughs> and then, the, and there's like, all right, man. So what we're gonna do, you know, and blah blah blah. And I just used the same scene again of duh, I appreciate. <laughs> and then, 
just uh, like uh, so beautiful. It was fun. It was a fun game. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, create a character leads to tons of fun. It really does. Yeah, Yeah, it's the customization. I think customization Mm -hmm. and um, uh, sim games are like. Yeah, you have like for sim games, you have to have customization. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that that's just another fun aspect being taken away that you could utilize totally. for the sure. game to be just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like um, I rem- <laughs> a lot of the sim games that I play, I would describe to Jeff and Jason here, mm-hmm. and Jason almost always was like, "I thought games were supposed to be fun," <laughs> but it is fun right to me right and meanwhile i'm just like straight faced cool you know like (laughs) yeah that sounds great yeah i love it love it um travis even plays mechanic simulator i oh oh oh. (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) called out yeah yeah we didn't invite him on the show to throw him under the bus (laughs) well if he was under the bus he could probably fix it yeah see i (laughs) well done well done slow clap um yeah mechanic simulator great game uh for those who are into mechanic simulators Uh, (laughs) basically premise you start off with a teeny tiny garage and you do story mode cars Mm. that uh like fix the battery or Mm -hmm. fix the exhaust pipe or whatever and as you progress you get the money and the experience to like get more tools or expand your garage or do more stuff, ultimately leading to the point where you don't even have to do um, like story mode cars any, uh, anymore. You can mm-hmm. go out into the um, game world's um, junkyard, mm. essentially, mm-hmm. find a car that you really like, and the cars are. Um, like real world license so you have your jeep you have your mm-hmm. ford you sure. have like maseratis and jaguars and whatnot like supercars too like a trashed version of a bugatti is hilarious <laughs> um but you can take these cars and fix them all up you flip them and you can design them how you want to that's awesome and then yeah. sell them for bango big bucks Mm-hmm. And, bango uh, big bucks bango big bucks <laughs> um yeah yeah so th- that that's the appeal yeah um but the like i was saying earlier the um the road to the big score mm. is a long one mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i'm like so- sometimes like even as a sim gamer uh it does get uh you do peter out on um some aspects like right you like, feel the grind yeah you you definitely feel the grind and it's like at the end of the day is this worth it who knows maybe i can come back to it in like two or three months and then sure. be reinvigorated by the possibility of finding a jacked up lamborghini and yeah. uh flipping it and making it your own and selling it oh th- there's another aspect of being able to test drive said cars on mm. in game too so you can fix these cars and make them like these perfect machines. And you, you, for this game, you have to be a car guy yeah. or a car girl, car, whatever. Uh, car person of non-specified gender. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you have to be that. Otherwise, yeah, obviously, this isn't your game. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, it's not something I'll be picking up. Yeah. Anytime soon, but it's like, but regardless, I'm still like I'm fascinated by it, and I'm also just also very glad that it's there. Yeah, absolutely, because there, there's no other game that I've seen that is kind of like this. This is also on like PC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it just got ported for um, PlayStation like a couple of months ago, okay. six months ago, or whatever. Um, so. That's where I I had, had seen it on YouTube being played on mm-hmm. PC, of course. I'm like, that's really cool, and it, it's also like kind of therapeutic. You can throw on some music, and just work on a car. And yeah, it's really cool to just calm down and chill. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And you still have, you're still making progress, and it's just like like Harvest Moon kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You, there, there's. You have your progression, you have your um, whatever, but um, at the end of the day, it's just a really chill game. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned Harvest Moon, because it's like, yeah, like, again, um, Harvest Moon and and games like it, like, say, Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's the other one. Those are the closest that I personally get to simulation games, you know, with their, like, kind of farming simulators, along with some aspects of, like, social sims. And, um, and it's that same thing where the grind becomes apparent after the initial kind of newness fades Mm -hmm. and there has this element of like, okay, yeah, uh, do I, like, what's the, what's the end goal? Because many of these games, you know, the goal is vague, you know, it's just like, uh, bring this farm that's been in neglect for a long time into into, yeah yeah make it thrive again and and so (laughs) i I just have this like make this farm great again oh no yeah 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 i'm I'm so sorry i I saw him shake his head i'm like oh no i didn't mean to put it in that connotation no 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 (laughs) i just i'm i regret what i said (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll i'll go back and so you will revitalize this declining farm. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And so, but yeah, but so, but where's the ending goal for that? Yeah. I mean, the farm can be revitalized as if it's making money again. Yeah. I mean, the, the farm could be considered working if you've just got a chicken that is laying an egg every couple <laughs> that, days. That, the farm it. is. That constitutes as a farm in my Yeah, book. the farm is making money at that point. But then it's, but the end goal, you know, is kind of up to your own decision, you know? It's funny, like, I wanted, there are two points with that Harvest Moon that kind of makes me, uh, I have to spit it out. The uh, first thing I wanted to say is that with these sim games, like making it how you want to play it, however you wanted to uh, really just make your own fun, like, we have a friend uh, Ryan, who was playing Stardew Valley recently, and he has turned it into a diamond and wine factory. His farm Ooh. is like just condensed into like like somehow you he's got just sheds upon sheds of these like <laughs> just wine and diamonds. Uh, and I'm like, oh, you must be real popular with the villagers. Then he's like, I don't talk to him. <laughs> and you know, if it's Ryan, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> that it's a diamond and wine check. He's become the automation that he left from the corporate world. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, 
but see, it, for me like when i play stardew valley mm-hmm. yes i i you know enjoy the farming aspect but it, i always go back to like the stories of the characters yeah totally. you know and so and it's similar you know to my love of games like persona you know, mm-hmm. which have mm-hmm. a social sim yep. aspect. Yeah. Like I, I really Still like play that game. Yeah, I really like that genre. You know, or games that implement it. You know, so it's like I really like you know Persona three, four, and five. Um, and most recently, the game that I'm I'm currently playing as of the time of we're recording this uh, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, that has a social sim aspect of it, and you're also you're playing as a uh, as a uh, professor at this monastery so there's also you've got the social sim aspect but then you're also instructing a group of students and helping them to build um their skills and whatnot and shaping them you know as as fighters yeah you know and so like there's a g- great gameplay loop in there that once i started figuring it out i'm like oh yeah this is phenomenal this is like, for yeah me. this is my shit yep and and so i am i'm convinced that that the perfect sim game for me is out there yeah you know mm, and it's like absolutely because most of the games that i play are super um like story focused and they're fairly linear you know yeah. i mean even if they're open world games like there's always that um ticker in the top left corner saying like hey have you have you have you assassinated that guy yet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just insert any basically triple A game. And yeah. Say, yeah. Have you killed this person yet? You know, <laughs> nah. Um, which is funny because I'm, I'm kind of the, um, like you in oppositely. Yeah. Like, um, I've been, been playing Sims almost every night now for right now. It's, um, Gran Turismo. Yep. Been playing that a yeah. lot. Um, but recently I've expressed that, um, you know, I, I'm kind of feeling the, um, mode the to, pull. well, the pull to play like something story driven, yeah. story yeah. driven, something more linear. Yep. Um, as opposed to just this, I, I'm a big fan of, um, open world games mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say that this is like 20 minutes ago of conversation, um, the semi-realistic aspect, Just Cause, is a mm, good, um, good example. Yeah. Of that. Absolutely, yeah. Like that, the physics in that game are consistent and consistently hilarious. You know, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the example, like uh, number two, I absolutely love the flying in that game, mm-hmm. only because of its the adherence to what a plane would normally do given its Mm -hmm. flight controls um i remember one you were there one aspect and you might need to like help me facilitate this memory i'll try my best um i don't remember too much of it but i remember getting like whatever anyway here we go um i see a a landing strip and you know (laughs) jason already knows he's cracking up Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and I look off to my left. I'm looking at the landing strip. Okay, there it is. I need to orient my aircraft to where I need to land nicely, like butter. Anyway, <laughs> like so I do butter. so, and um, I come down, and I touch down, and I roll to a stop. Don't I blow up? 
you blow up. I fucking blow up. <laughs> yeah, like he comes in for a perfect textbook landing, and I'm just thinking, man, that's nice. And then, boom! <laughs> just done. Exactly. It's the grand fuckery of <laughs> just cause. Uh, and all, the, all four installments are like that. Exactly. And what's funny is, you know... <laughs> It's the biggest <laughs> kick that I get out of that is most people playing Just Cause or games like it, you know, if they are flying and they see their objective, they just jump out of the plane. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. or yeah, That's what a normal person Exactly. Would. Or if they're driving there, they pop their parachute and, and they, they launch out of the car. Yeah. You know? Again, what like, a normal game Exactly. All right. Well, here's my stop. And then the car or a plane will just careen off into where it will explode. It always explodes. It always explodes. But you, you, <laughs> like, you see your objective, and you're like, okay, here's the nearest runway. I'm going to put this, this bad boy in for a landing. And then you line it up as someone should. You land just as someone should. And regardless of all of that, you still fucking blow up. <laughs> and that's... Okay, this is a good segue. Because yeah. last night, um, the, the, um, another aspect of sim games that um, you don't really see much, but you feel it, is the fact that like, even though it's a sim and it's semi-realistic, it's yeah. a simulator, um, there's still ample opportunities to get fucked up. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Or yeah. like completely fuck up a thing. Um right. Uh, point being, last night I was playing Elite Dangerous mm -hmm. um, for uh, research purposes. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, they they have a new patch, or not patch, but new like um, expansion expansion coming out. Cool. Where um, they're finally going to implement what's called space legs. What that means? I is... already have a picture of what that is. <laughs> <laughs> It, does it have to do with a Christmas story and the leg lamp? I'm just like envisioning, like you know, here's your ship. Oh, on, on a pair of legs. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Okay, yeah, the, that's you're not wrong. Okay. Uh, but nice. Actually, you are wrong. Nah. But uh, got him. You can get up from inside your spaceship and go walk oh. around on planets. Oh. And so, if you know anything about Elite Dangerous and how unbelievably massive it is as a yeah. game. That concept is wild. It is insane. Yeah. I am so excited for this mm -hmm. whole paradigm because there's going to be more story mm, featured. Yeah. Like, like the, there's screenshots of your character with like a rifle mm. and your character can kind of like, they have a jet, jet pack As you should. or something, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so that's, that's super excited, but exciting. But the point last night I was playing just to see mm -hmm. how everything was going. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I decided, okay, I need some money to get a thing. So I'm going to do these missions to do get the money and get the thing. Mm -hmm. And um, we just need money. <laughs> mi mission know, involves going to a system, scanning the beacon, finding the planet that you need to go to, get to the planet, land into the planet, find the... Um, like base yep. that you need to go to. Yep. Um, and what's wild is as you're like going in atmosphere, your instruments are like triangulating its position. So like it's positioned on one point and you go to that point and it's like 
it switches. Mm-hmm. So you literally have to like find it as sure. you're going mm-hmm. in atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. You go and you head to the base, and this is the critical part. You need a little rover vehicle bay inside mm-hmm. your ship to leave your ship, go into the base, scan the thing you're not supposed to be scanning, get the fuck out, okay. and then go back to your home base to give them the information. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I do all this. I get to the base, which from start of the mission to getting to the base is about 20, 25 minutes real time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you have to make sure you're going slow enough to get into system and this, that, and the other thing. Um, and I land right by the base and I'm looking through my modules and I don't have a vehicle bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I can't do this mission. Rough. So, fucking take off from the planet. <laughs> Go all the way the fuck back to the base, mm-hmm. and uh, um, enter the ship that actually has a vehicle bay. Which is funny. Um, these two ships in particular, one has the vehicle bay, one does not. They are nearly the same thing. Oh, they are um, a crate. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, the vehicle name is a crate, but I have like two variants of it, mm-hmm. so they look the same, but one's they a, are different. One's a crate. One's a tote. Uh, yes <laughs> a phantom and a mark ii i think okay um and i picked the wrong one mm. just a simple yeah is yeah so that that's one yeah. fantastic example <laughs> of how you can just screw up in a, a, a sim game just yeah. a simple mission that's right, right. Mm. um what's nice is they give you like Depending on the mission, is um, you get like either three to seven days real time Mm -hmm. Mm. to complete this. Okay. So I can go back tonight and actually pick the right spacecraft and finish (laughs) what I need to. Sure. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) That's funny. Um, But, like, I just wanted to go back for a second because. We were talking about Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley and all that. And right, right. It reminded me of something I said before in this podcast, is that when my grandpa first found out I was playing a farming sim, he was like, why don't you just farm? <laughs> you know, like, farm. well, he didn't say it quite like that. He said, when I was, you know, when I was younger, farming wasn't any fun. <laughs> yes. He was just right. like, and, but that's, the question is, like, for some of these sim games, like, skater excel you know go buy a 50 dollars skateboard or something right and just you can do it in real life but like you can't buy a bugatti or a Maserati or a ferrari or a, a tesla uh exactly. i was thinking one of those would be a fake name eventually but they were all real you are correct in every aspect you were so very far. close to saying a mozzarella <laughs> a mozzarella a bog rudy um <laughs> No, but and you can't. A linguini. <laughs> you can't fly a crate through space in real life yet, unless you're an astronaut. No. Yeah. Um, which. Right, and that's the thing. Only yeah, some like, of us are. Right, 
And that's, yeah, for, like, especially for, like, say, for a good example is that mechanic one yeah. that you were describing, Travis, mm-hmm. is, like, you know, my, like, my dad is a very big car guy. Yeah. You know, and he's been, like, twisting wrenches. Oh, yeah, he's been like, underneath cars Yeah, hunched over. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, you know, so a game like that might not necessarily appeal to him because similar to what you were saying, Jeff, about your grandpa and farming, mm-hmm. it's a thing that he would rather do um, in person. In person, But another thing is similar to you, Trav. My dad is also a really big fan of flying. Yep. Um, he has been just a complete um, nerd over aircrafts his whole life. And he's long said that if he had the opportunity, he would have loved to have been a pilot. But um, my dad has bad eyes. Sure. Um, and so yeah, you kind of need those. Exactly. So he um, he lacks some of the physical stuff that prevents mm. him mm-hmm. from doing something like flying. That reminds me of and so And so my dad, he like he's familiar with flight sims a little bit. Yeah. And if given the opportunity, my dad would love to play something like Microsoft Flight Sim. Yeah, or something like that. 2020 because, is amazing. Exactly, because that would give him the opportunity to, like, as accurately as possible, do this thing that, for his own personal reasons, he is unable to do. And so, like, with the skateboarding thing, there's plenty of people who, for one reason or another, um, where skateboarding is largely uh, inaccessible yep. to them. Yeah. So, like, the great thing about having a sim like that is that it gives people the opportunity to try these things in an environment that works for them. Or, like, come back to it. One of my favorite stories comes off of Reddit where um, there was a son and a father. Uh, The father was a retired airman, and um, the son has a a flight setup in his home, a Mm -hmm. computer flight setup Mm -hmm. with the, the... the pedal, the rudder pedals, the flight stick, the um, throttle, and then like a um, panoramic computer monitor mm-hmm. view, wow. where um, he sets his dad down and uh, in his dad's actual aircraft. Okay. And um, he's like, go at it, and like this is the first time he sat in this aircraft, quote unquote aircraft, yeah. for. You know, 20, 30, 40, okay. 50 years. Mm. Oh, not, not, not that, not that much, long, but, but yeah. um, you know what I mean. And uh, just the aspect of being able to bring someone back to yes. flying or yeah. really anything, driving a... Mm-hmm. Um, an ice road truck. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Um, I was thinking like a 1965 race car. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's that's... One of my favorite aspects of Sims. Right, exactly. And yeah, again, going back to just like, because you're a car guy. Yep. My dad's a car guy. And so, my, and like I said, my dad has been uh, driving cars and working on cars and has been a, like a lover of cars like his whole life. But he will most likely not ever get the opportunity to drive a Bugatti. Yep. Or a mozzarella. So, like a drive sim, a driving sim, or a racing sim, gives him that opportunity, and that's like that's one of the things that is just really immensely cool about the genre. That's why I stick with it. Mm-hmm. Either your parents ever play games? 
Yes. So my mom was really into Tomb Raider. Oh, really? Yeah. Tomb Raider. When I was a kid. Whoa. Yeah, because, you know, and, like, what was great is, you know, like, Lara Croft is probably one of the first, you know, really good, like, female icons in video games. Yeah. You know? And the first two uh, Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie, yeah. it was in a similar thing. It was These were really big budget action movies that were headlined by a woman. Yep. And so, and my mom, like, really liked that. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. And so she, she watched um the tomb raider movies loved them and so then she also kind of got into the tomb raider comics which eventually led to her uh playing the games that's wild yeah yeah it is really cool though right and so then with my and then with my dad i mean he's expressed like he 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 liked watching me play uh harvest moon Mm -hmm. when i was leading interest yeah and um he's uh been like he he played some of the early Dragon Ball fighting games with me and whatnot because mm. he liked Dragon Ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now my dad's relationship with games <laughs> is largely different. So like, uh, and maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but I don't remember. So like, my dad like sometimes stays with me, and sometimes he's in other places. Like he yeah. he's retired, he travels a lot, and so when he's back in Minnesota, he lives here, you know, and so what will oftentimes happen is say like in the morning i'll be in the living room uh playing one of the games that i'll mention here on the podcast and he'll come down and so he'll watch for a little bit and so recently uh he occasionally would watch me play deadly premonition oh man and and so like and so he would have multiple like comments like (laughs) Oh God, you're playing that crazy game again. (laughs) (laughs) And so recently when I was playing uh, Fire Emblem, I was doing something at the uh, monastery where a good chunk of the game takes place. And he sits down and he's like, why are people always running in these games? (laughs) (laughs) Where do they need to go? Exactly. (laughs) So quickly. (laughs) I just want to say that Byleth is my wife. beautiful oh my god yes yep um my dad would play mario kart with me which was awesome mm-hmm. um and he pl- he played mario kart 64 because he saw his friend playing mario kart 64 nice. okay and because his friend was a babysitter of cordy and i my sister mm. and uh you know he would play with us and he's like oh we'll try it and he like it was hilarious because he would always pick Toad mm-hmm. and he would play, it was M- Mario Kart 64 and he would get, you know, if he ever got the lead, he would just go <laughs> the whole time, you know, just like this giddiness yes. of like, you know, speeding past and just uh, perhaps beating me at my own game. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was all about. Could Defeating be. the child before yeah. they usurp the father. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, as generations progress you know i have a little girl and um when she gets into video games Mm -hmm. i will help as much as i can but i will put my foot down when it comes to (laughs) mario kart (laughs) no mario kart in that house is that no 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 no, no. oh you're not her ass (laughs) she will not win a single race Tough love. Tough love. Uh, yeah, you know, for some, for some it works. Oh, man. All right. I, I see some lightning. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. um, did, did yeah, and mom? my, yeah, she, uh, 
she would play the Mario Bros. one with me right. and Courtney, and it was always fun to watch her play because she like every time she had to do a big jump, she would play like yep. move her entire <laughs> hands like oh just get oh. get really into it. Yeah, and my dad would also play Tiny Toons Adventures one on the regular Nintendo. To he would help us beat bosses, you know. Really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I think uh, basically he stopped playing when. Courtney and I were around or something like most like they it sounded like he played games and uh, my mom played games more before they had kids and sure, uh, sure. Um, there was like some arcade game that was a table game at the bowling alley that they loved is like Mr. Q or some crap you know or whatever cool. like this like uh, uh, some sort of Pac-Man-esque thing but then they had kids yeah <laughs> Fun becomes a distant memory, you know, to some people. (laughs) So now, Trav, like, in just kind of in your descriptions of, you know, uh, some of your early gaming memories and a lot of the stuff from your top five, you know, it didn't sound like you really had consoles at your house uh, when you were a kid. Yeah. So so... I'm guessing your folks maybe weren't as into gaming? Not so much, no. Um... Like, I think I got my first console, like, the regular Nintendo, like, 9, 10. Okay. Little yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom played Mario with mm-hmm. me. Nice. Like, sparingly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, I don't want to be a downer, but, like, the, the one time that my dad came in and he was like, hey, can I, can I try and play that yeah. with you? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, sure, dad. Hold on. Let me just finish this level and mm-hmm. that like kind of gave him the signal of like no i don't want to mm. play Aww. with you so he like moved on walked away and he Oof. never asked again wild oh, yeah and i'm like sucks. i would have loved to play games yeah. with you daddy mm. <laughs> rough yeah. stuff yeah so that is rough should we end it on that note <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, please let's just end it on the most depressing cool travis welcome thank you for being our guest play games with your family people exactly. you yeah know. that's the main message we're like trying that. to convey you know but we so we are we're about at the little over the hour mark okay for this so i think you know it's probably about time that we can bring it to the uh the conclusion of this two-parter the finality the, the finality and so is there like is there a final like if there was a final question i would almost ask like just think to myself like because parts of this were about like games feeling more arcadey versus more simulate sim like um overall like what has given you probably more enjoyment uh over the years as far as between like, arcade versus sim yeah. like which hmm. side of those good question yeah I would say arcade for sure, like just because there is a part of me that likes to try and improve the skill. I think that's a big part of the game for me is just trying to like when you get, uh, you know, like Tony Hawk, for example, is a big part of it. Like what I've been doing while I'm playing the game now is I'm trying to go through each level and try and get a million points on each level on the ranked mode. And we're just like just over and over again, you know, trying Losing, trying again, losing, trying again. You know, yeah. it's like the sim stuff d- just doesn't get that um, unhealthy addiction part of it. You know, uh, <laughs> and that's you know, I need that that quick bit of uh, grab digital heroin. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 
And I think I will go with the opposing, like yeah. uh, Sim. Um, just the ability to... Um, the learning curve of any sort of sim game, whether it be flying, space sim, driving, mm-hmm. boats, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to be able to overcome the mechanical difficulties of whatever you're in, yeah, and um, get really good at what mm-hmm. you pilot mm-hmm. is immensely satisfying for me right yeah you know, like i said elite dangerous has a, um, a learning curve of uh, 90 degrees yeah mm-hmm. and um, um since then they've put in like quality of life sure um better tutorials or yeah something. yeah better tutorials all, all that kind of stuff more better explanations on what to do because when i first started playing it's like you get thrown in a spacecraft and he's like have at it. Good yep. luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, okay, well, how do I land? How do I go onto a planet? Whatever. Sure. Um, like, same thing with um, flights and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, both or, both styles offer you, like, kind of the same thing in which they let you, like, refine a skill, you know, over time. And, like, both give you the opportunity, yeah. like, to master the game. But they seem to take it in in different ways, so it's just mm-hmm. kind of it Increments. seems yeah, it just mm-hmm. seems to kind of boil down to what kind of approach you like to take in mastering mm-hmm. a game, yeah. and so like I think just in my own experience, and again, this just comes from me not having as much experience on the sim side. I want to lean towards the arcade yeah, side at the, be- at the beginning, you know, just because I. Like, I enjoy the idea of, you know, like, if I'm playing a game, I enjoy, like, having the things, you know, kind of readily available to me so I can get to, like, the core experience sooner. Yep. You know, I just want to have the core experience. Mm -hmm. But, and like I said earlier, I'm convinced that the sim game for me is out there. Yeah. And that, like, it'll just take that one time. And then I'll start to find reasons to appreciate all of these other kinds of sim games and i feel like it's just going to be a domino effect like there's other genres of games where i've had a similar thing where it's like i maybe didn't get the genre at first but then once i found an entry point yep then it all started making sense to me and i forgot to mention that uh, the other aspect is like when other people are watching me play said sim games Mm. like um racing for example Mm -hmm. and i'm actually doing a good lap time yeah online and the reaction from other people like holy crap sure you are moving quick yeah Mm -hmm. and you're Mm -hmm. it's just practice motions right and understanding of the car yeah right that's that's the other thing i like about sims the the satisfaction of other people Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's probably easier for a casual observer to get a sim game yeah you know sure um it's what was it oh man I, it's, I'm having uh, one of those things where the words just fly right out of your mouth right before you're about to say them, oh, you know. Um, <laughs> but just being able to um, to see your own score increment higher or something mm-hmm. like that in an arcade or game. I remembered what I was going to say. Nice. Um, Bring I, it back. Yeah. Jace, what do you think? What could we simulate that would uh, make the perfect sim game for you? Like, for me, it'd have to be Throwing Knife Simulator 2020. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, man. Go 
Flight Simulator. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so, like, I have been convinced that for a long time that if given the right opportunity, I would love to play Civilization. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? But it's like, th- that's been one games. of those games that have largely just been locked behind that wall of PC only. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if they get a console port, they're oftentimes, like, super stripped down. Mm-hmm. And so, like... I've seen it before, you know, like being able to play like Civ uh, on the Switch. Yeah. You know, and so it's like I would, and the idea of being able to play Civ with like three friends and like Mm -hmm. have that experience, to me, I think that would be just a lot of fun. And I, and I really, and I really want to find the game that, or the, or just the situation where I can experience that. Like, mm-hmm. one just final tiny thing, and then probably should wrap the episode up. Like, okay. closest I've gotten to that is uh, when we were younger, and uh, uh, Jeff's girlfriend at the time, Sarah, uh, her dad had, like, their basement set up, had a bunch of PCs in it. Oh, man. So it was, like, the, like, for people like us who had basically just had, like, you know, a little... Uh, yeah. a console in our room yeah. seeing this basement was just like this is incredible right and so we um we played uh stronghold crusader 2 i think yep oh, hell yeah no so, uh stronghold crusader 1 stronghold crusader yeah. 1 okay and so that's like a medieval sim game where it's yep. like you know kind of building towers and whatnot and attacking your opponents mm-hmm. and even though like i got my ass kicked so thoroughly <laughs> the experience and just that that moment was so incredibly fun mm-hmm. and engaging mm-hmm. that to this day i'm like i need to experience something like that again. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. land party exactly <laughs> the land oh, yes exactly and you know i it's sort of like you can think of some of the like the battlefield games as like uh as a battlefield sim or especially earlier on you know what i mean like compared yeah. to like and What's that was now? another thing in the land party would be like there was a mod that which is just wild but they made it battlefield modern warfare basically and this was yeah. before call of duty 4 yeah i remember it and uh me and ryan mm-hmm. just like sometimes we would turn on the robots or whatever and it would be uh just way easy to just mow them down uh but i was piloting a helicopter and ryan was in the little gunner seat and we counted over 70 kills and that like just enjoying That's this hovering moment of so like awesome. circling this mm-hmm. uh, anyway it was uh you know it's a little extreme maybe not so simulated but uh yeah that the land parties back in the day it was like jumping ahead in time you know like before the online game play really yeah. started getting big and right just having your own screen and playing multiplayer was like such a phenomenon wild yeah just so, totally wild experience all right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for mm-hmm. checking in with us, and thank you very much, Travis, for yeah, being on the show today. Oh yeah, Again. absolutely. Yeah, this you are was... always welcome on the podcast. Yeah, this was a fun two. Is this the first two parter? It yes. is actually. That you guys did. Yes, it is the first two parter. Oh man. Yeah, you yeah. put the three of us together, and we don't stop talking. Yeah, yeah, we don't stop. <laughs> but yeah, nothing just... gets done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Two episodes got done. Yeah. yeah. I sit corrected. There you go. So, yeah, until next time, hope everybody has a wonderful night. Again, thank you guys for being on the show, and we shall all see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.